morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building. And we've got Jackie, the crypto juggernaut, also joining us on this Monday. So I'm very excited for today's episode. Today in Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Kevin O'Leary is becoming the Jim Cramer of the crypto industry. After claiming FTX was the safest place to put your money, this billionaire is now promoting another Canadian exchange. The Ripple CEO states the SEC trial will have a resolution by June 30th, 2023, as XRP is now being leveraged by a Visa partner, possibly launching the ODL wave we've all been waiting for. Amazon and Apple are jumping into the NFT space as new details emerge about the relationship between Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren and SEC Commissioner Gary Gensler, providing that the stage is set for everyone watching the show. And with the White House releasing a new report on cryptocurrencies, we break down the details, showing our listeners how one project is set far above the rest. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, you know I'm going right to you on this Monday morning, my friend. We got a bunch of great news prepared, but before we get into it, how you feeling? Thanks for being here. Well, first of all, good morning, Abs, and to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Gonzo, Joyful Jackie in the house. Super excited to see everybody here. And by the way, I keep getting yelled at. Let me just, Abs, let me just mute this thing right now because everybody's reminding me in the chat. I guess nobody likes Thank you. That's why I love our community. They're already on. All right, I'm I'm officially on mute. No ringer tones today. (laughs) Awesome, Gonzo. And we got some great news prepared, not only in regards to Ripple, but in regards to Ethereum. So some pretty exciting stuff. How are you feeling, my friend? Always happy to see you. I'm feeling good. Good. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I had a great weekend. It was Shelly's birthday. So we went out to dinner. uh, And so, so yeah, it was really good. And and, then I got some work done uh, yesterday for Merlin. So it it was a great weekend looking uh, at for... uh, an interesting week, right? We got the FOMC meeting coming up and then some tech companies are going to do their earnings. So I think we're going to get a lot of volatility in the market this week. Awesome, Gonzo. And can we get some happy birthdays in the live chat for Shelly this weekend? Shout out to Shelly. Happy birthday to you. Before we get into our news for today, we got Jackie joining us. Jackie, I'm not going to give you any a hard time for not having your background up. We know about the technical issues, so don't even worry. How are you feeling this morning? Oh my gosh, Jeremy's going to come after me. No, I'm feeling good, guys. I tried. I put it up. Um, I, I have many uh, witnesses, and then I had to take it down because I was just frozen on the screen. So feeling good, though. Excited to, excited to get going, and happy birthday, Shelly. I love you. Yes, happy birthday, happy Shelly. Birthday, Shelly. Uh, and Jackie, Jeremy can't yell at you too much because wasn't he the one who bought you the computer? <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. I'm on the new computer, so I, I have no excuse. All awesome, right. guys. And we're going to get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. Johnny Crypto, the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index has moved slightly this morning. We are sitting at a 61, so I got to have you address it for the people. We have not visited these ranges in quite a while, may even be since the bull run all the way back in 2021. So we always say, as this thing rises, we consider taking profit. That's not my personal opinion, but I'm going to kick it to you, Johnny. What do you see when you look at a 60 on the fear and greed index? Well, yeah, I mean, what did it go back to that number? Was that a sick, was that a greed? We're in the greed zone, right? Yeah. So what do I tell everybody, right? When you see the word greed, you replace it with what? 
We had a girl, Jackie. Too bad you're on mute, but sell is the correct answer. <laughs> so we're in the cell bowl. We're not we're on mute, Johnny. It's not a question show. <laughs> if that's what you do, right? Like, if, yeah. if that's, if you, you know, one if you point, Jackie, zero points, Rosatina. That's right. So we're not in the extreme cell yet, Abs, but we're moving into the cell zone now. And Jackie just sent us a message this morning. We got the ultimate confirmation where Kramer is saying things are going to be bullish this Wednesday. You got the fear and greed index telling you to sell. It's time to sell, but it's definitely time. Again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm just holding long-term. So for me, it doesn't matter right now, but if you're playing this little game right now, if you day trading in and out, Jesus Christ, if you're not thinking about selling right now, or at least starting to, again, I'm not a financial advisor, not financial advice, but that's what it's telling you. Abs get ready to start selling. If you've been riding some of this, uh, these, these uh, highs lately. And Gonzo, as you know, we've been messing around with the trading course this weekend, and we're predicting that we could go to 30K all the way back to 19,500 before we get some real bullish momentum. But we'll talk about it later in the episode. Today, we're sitting at 1.05 trillion in total coin market cap this morning. Bitcoin is sitting at 42% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 23,200. Ethereum, 1,600. XRP is 40 cents. Cardano is 38, Litecoin is 92, Chainlink is $7, and we've got a really interesting video of Lex Friedman and the Chainlink founder we're going to show you guys. But before we get into it, Quant's also 144. Gonzo, I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the projects that you're watching during this bear market? And let's talk about the price action. Everyone thinks we're going to get this bullish momentum, and we've got the FOMC meeting happening this week. What are you anticipating? Do you think we'll see a $30,000 Bitcoin in the next couple of weeks? I don't know about the next couple of weeks, Abs, but I am anticipating it, right? The question is, you know, do we come down and make that lower low, right? Or say, I'm sorry, lower high and then move up. Like the, I'm trying to like play the long game. So what I'm looking at is kind of like what Waters has talked about is that automatic rally. Once we break 25K, it confirms that we're in an automatic rally. And that automatic rally can take us all the way up to 30K and above, especially if we kind of get kind of a blow off top kind of scenario where we get long candle wicks, where we can go 30, 35,000. So that's where I'm looking to kind of de-risk. So I'm more going on the time frame um, than, than more than like price action. But I mean, you see that a lot of projects have popped off, like Render had a really good weekend. But if you look at the total three, which is all of the altcoins without Ethereum and Bitcoin, there's still a lot of room to go, right? It, they, they, that, has a, that hasn't reached the 200-day uh, uh, moving average yet. And so that's kind of like what we look for an indicator. So um, I really think that we're going to get some type of probably correction. We're going to get volatility, like I said, leading this week because everything that's going on. But yeah, I do believe that we're going to eventually go up to 30K as we go into that eclipse like Waters has been talking about. But yeah, the altcoins, as crazy as that sounds, they still have room to go when you look at the total three. Jackie, and what's really exciting is we've actually got Gary Gensler joining us in the live chat. If you are against Gary Gensler, show us some love. Smash that like button. We've got an interesting video later in the episode talking about how Elizabeth Warren and Gary Gensler were not only communicating, but sending answers to each other before a very important meeting. But Jackie, I'd like to get some of your thoughts. I put out a Twitter poll yesterday. We got 53 votes on this thing, so not too many votes here. But 56% of people are thinking that, that Bitcoin is going to pump to $30,000 before we go short and test that $19,000 mark. I want to remind our listeners, in the last 30 days, Bitcoin is up 42%, Ethereum is up 36%, and XRP is up 20%. And I want to remind our listeners that's during a bear market. So, Jackie, I know Gonzo gave his opinion, but what are you anticipating? Do you think we could see a $30,000 Bitcoin? Um, this is something that we talk about in our technical analysis calls quite a bit. Uh, we look at, you know, midterm, short-term, midterm, long-term um, scenarios. And so 
Shout out to Selman. He's amazing with his technical analysis. We were kind of going over different scenarios earlier this morning. Um, with kind of short term, I am thinking that we might get a pullback um, with with what the decision will be with the FOMC meeting. Um, but kind of midterm, long term, I do definitely think that we might see a little bit of a rally here. Uh, we were looking at the total market cap um, earlier this morning, uh, the chart. If we see this close above, you know, kind of this this short term downtrend, if we were currently above it and if we see a close above it, that actually looks really, really good for the total market cap of the crypto market. Um, and then also Bitcoin dominance. You know, we've seen a huge rise in Bitcoin dominance. Um, I think since the 10th of, 10th of January, we've seen about 10 percent increase. So wow. kind, of, kind of wild. So. Definitely um, consider your positions on on altcoins, guys, um, at this time. We've seen, like Gonzo mentioned, we've seen a lot of altcoins go off. Gala has been, you know, Gala took a huge run. Um, things, Altcoins like that, just because Bitcoin dominance is increasing, you might want to take some profits here at this time. Um, again, not financial advice. It's just kind of our opinion, kind of what we've been throwing around the group um, in our inside the academy. So. Thank you, Jackie. And we got 222 live listeners joining us on this Monday. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Before we get into all of our crypto-related topics, Gonzo, I wanted to get your opinion on this. So Watcher Guru put out an interesting tweet. The total time it took for each one of these products to reach a million users. Netflix was three and a half years. Twitter was two years. Facebook was 10 months. Spotify was five months. Instagram, two and a half months. But ChatGPT tops all of them, only taking five days before it was actually able to reach a million users all around the world. And I think to no surprise for anybody who didn't know, who founded ChatGPT? That would be one of our favorites. Elon Musk actually founded this project and then sold it to Microsoft. So a little bit of insight there, Gonzo. What do you think about this AI product being massively endorsed and adopted by everybody around the world? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it's huge when it goes into like our investment thesis as far as like the AI narrative. I think it's going to be huge in the next bull run. But if you haven't spent any time using it, I mean, it's pretty incredible. Uh, I've been using it lately, like to to translate uh, into Spanish, like different blockchain terms and stuff. But like, you, it can it can write code, it can write um, like uh, a contract. Um, it answers questions. Now, keep in mind that it's a closed system, right? So it took a snapshot of the of the internet. Um, that is not current. So it's not current information. So you have to, you always have to keep in mind garbage in garbage out. So like, just be selective on what you ask it and then what information you get and that you use a filter, right. And that, and that you don't take it all as gospel, but as far as like being able to like write screens or, or like a, like a transcript, or like, if you're trying to do some type of screenplay, it's very good at that. It's very good at collecting up the data and putting it in, in a format that you can read very easily. Johnny, what's interesting is that algorithms right now are not driven by AI and they're already able to show us exactly what we're looking for. Go to your YouTube algorithm. It knows what videos you want to watch. AI is going to take us to the next level. So really briefly, I'd like to get your opinion. Are you intimidated by the concept that AI is going to dominate human intelligence? When we listen to Elon Musk talk about, uh, you know, fake intelligence, the, the, the intelligence that's driven by computers, he said that in the next five years, for the first time ever, we'll have human intelligence be surpassed by fake or, or whatever you'd like to call this artificial intelligence. So what are some of your thoughts, Johnny? Sorry for butchering that. You know, nobody's going to like the answer, but go watch the movie Terminator. Because, you know, you're going to, oh, it's just a movie. No, it's coming. It's There's no question about it. You know, I was at a conference uh, maybe four or five years ago, and all they talked about was smart machine learning and AI and advanced learning and how 
sooner or later computers will be smarter than people and so the reality is you know everybody almost anybody and everybody's job will be able to almost be replaced by robots and computers especially when they get smarter if you look at all the industrial revolutions you started with mechanical then you went to electrical then you went to computation and now you know in wireless communication and now you're getting the last element if you think about each one of those each building block built to the degree almost a human the mechanical with the arms and legs the electrical with the actual power uh the communication the wireless to be able to communicate but the only thing it didn't have was the intelligence and now that's coming too you ultimately will have the 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 system to replace almost everybody in anything in the future there's no question it's coming you can't stop it uh the question is you know what kind of impact it'll have on society well i mean you can you can kind of figure it out it's not going to be a good one in the long run that's for sure one of the things that's intimidating about the concept of AI, Johnny, is this is as poor as the product is ever going to be. If ChatGPT is one of the worst products that we can look towards, it's a little bit concerning. But we got 236 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to get into some details of Gary Gensler and Elizabeth Warren exchanging emails and answers to questions before speaking to Congress. So we're going to let the short clip play and go back to the group. Here we go. All right. A bombshell report tonight about how Elizabeth Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and her office coordinated testimony with the Security and Exchange Commission ahead of a Senate hearing. The Heritage Foundation Oversight Project, of which I'm associated, through a FOIA request, obtained emails from Warren's office to the office of Chairman Gary Ginsler two days before his Senate testimony back in September of 2021. The email from Warren's economic policy advisor includes a list of questions. Get this, a list of questions that Senator Warren planned to ask, along with suggested answers for the chairman of the SEC. Illegal. The advisor also wrote, quote, let me know if you're okay with the questions as currently written. Two days later, she sent a follow-up, quote, let me know if it's looking like the chair has any issue with the framing of the questions. Definitely don't want to put him in a tough spot. Johnny Crypto, the digital asset investor, often says all the world's a state. <clears throat> You're looking at the script right here. Elizabeth Warren and Gary Gensler had a fake discussion in front of Congress. They already exchanged the questions. They exchanged what answers needed to be responded. And then they pretended as if that was an organic conversation. So as somebody who's witnessed this for decades, what does it mean to you that Elizabeth Warren and Gary Gensler were exchanging this information before going to Congress and talking about it with the public? It means what I've been telling you every single day on this show. You are watching WWE. I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys, this is how it works. If you guys think any of the stuff you're really seeing is true. I tell you, I got a bridge in Brooklyn. Cheap, cheap. I sell it to you. Just send me a message. I give it to you cheap, cheap. Are you surprised? Is anybody so? Su Why is anybody surprised? If you're watching this show, you should not be surprised that, that by the way, somebody said it, Johnny Paycheck in my name. We just have a new rat snake weasel. She, I mean, Elizabeth Warren probably should have been on here, but now she's definitely on here. She's on one. She's on the list as one of the female top rat snake weasels but the reality is no surprise here this is exactly what happens guys she writes a script gives them the question gives them the answers hey here's what you got to say back to me and it's it, it, it's a script guys i don't know what to tell you it's perfect validation and guess what it's <laughs> it ain't the first time they probably got chat gpt to give them the answers johnny yeah. they probably put the yeah. questions into chat gpt and they right. got their right. answers this is so interesting yeah. oh go ahead chat gpt was was frozen in 2021 
So it doesn't have any, um, you know, updated information from 21 and beyond. But that's just for us. That's the version you and I get. Don't you think the real version doesn't have the most current inf- up-to-date information that the governments are using? There's no question they have the real version. You just don't get that access to that one. But no surprise here, Abs. 100%. This is what we say all the time on the show is WWE. And there is your proof right there. Bang. That's a mic drop right there. Boom. Done. 100%. And Gonzo, a couple of things that stuck out to me about it, it was very concerning. One of the things Elizabeth Warren wants access to is everyone's cold storage information. She wants to know exactly what cryptos you're holding, when you purchased them, how you bought them, all that information. But the number one thing that stuck out to me is Elizabeth Warren has been very critical of not only crypto, but blockchain technology as a whole. Whereas we can see in these private conversations, I went through these transcripts, not only does she understand that crypto adoption is inevitable, she understands that she is going to profit off of that at some point. And a lot of these emails explain that in clear detail. So I'm going to let the remainder of this clip play, Gonzo, and then we're going to kick it right back to you. Here we go. End quote. And it appears the chairman didn't have any issue with these. Quote, let me know if it's looking like the chair has any issue with the framing of the questions. Definitely don't want to put him in a tough spot. End quote. And it appears the chairman didn't have any issue with these questions because Senator Warren asked almost verbatim from the email. Check this out. Chair Kinsler, advocates say crypto markets are all about financial inclusion. But the people... Gonzo, for any of our people who are just listening on audio right now, they are showing in this clip, Elizabeth Warren is reading off of a script and then Gary Gensler gives the scripted answer in response. I just wanted to preface that before letting it play. Here we go who are most economically vulnerable are the ones who are most likely to have to withdraw their money the fastest when the market drops. Does this sound like the path to financial inclusion to you? Unbelievable. That clip pretty much speaks for itself. The path to financial inclusion goes through Gary Gensler's office. But Gonzo, we got 279 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. What we're trying to do right now is expose the stage that has been set for crypto adoption and the fact that the bad players in this market are secretly crypto advocates. But Gonzo, I wanted to kick it to you for your opinion before we dive into a new Kevin O'Leary clip. What does it mean to you that Elizabeth Warren and Gary Gensler were exchanging emails before speaking to Congress? Yeah, you know, I'm not surprised and I'm not shocked. I mean, we already know that they kind of use the same narratives. They use the same script, right? When they attack cryptocurrency or they they attack Bitcoin. When I was watching the FTX hearings, you know, one of the most shocking things that I heard her say is that they use Bitcoin to buy nuclear material terrorists do, right? Along with all the other FUD things that they say. So I'm not surprised that, you know, they share information. And I saw a lot of things on Twitter where people were like, well, what's wrong with sharing the question so that he can prepare better? It's not about sharing the question. It's about sharing the answer, right? Like what you said, abs is a spot on. They're acting as if it's an organic conversation, right? And then who's working for who here, right? Isn't Gary Gensler supposed to be working for them, working for us? And she's asking him if it's okay. And then, you know, and then, you know, giving him basically, you know, are these answers okay? Is this going to be okay that we talk about that? I mean, it's just ridiculous, but I'm not surprised because if you ever hear her talk, um, you can tell a lot of the information she gets is all parroted from someone else um, that that writes it for her, right? She 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 says all the typical kind of narrative things against cryptocurrency and against blockchain. 
Jackie, I'd love to get some of your thoughts on this topic. We've talked about how Senator Elizabeth Warren is paid by many of the banking institutions, whether that's JP Morgan or BlackRock. Many of the most prominent lobbyists have found their way into her bank account. So I'd like to get some of your thoughts. Do you think that's playing a role in the scripts that are being handed between one another? And the fact that Gonzo just hinted at it there, not only are they exchanging questions, they're exchanging answers. So this isn't an authentic conversation. This is a script for the peasants like us to adopt as truth. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, that's that's their real job. That's you know that's how they're making their own money. Is uh, every single one of them is paid under the table uh, to push certain agendas, say certain things, and um, you know that's how they make their money. Now, it, it obviously that's not shown to light to the rest of the world, um, except for the select few, those watching this and those who are doing the research. But um, you know that's how they're making their money. That's their real job. It's not their actual you know elected position. It's you know that they're they're saying things and doing things that that people are funding their bank accounts for. So um, very disappointing. Uh, but, you know, I kind of want to flip it back to, I mean, the way that you can combat against this yourself is just to continue to do your research and, you know, join groups like this, like-minded individuals. Um, I mean, you could constantly get caught up in, in what the Fed is doing and flipping back and forth and all those things. But to join something like the 3T Warrior Academy and, and to continue to follow individuals who are kind of more on like a freedom fighting um, side to be able to better position yourself in the midst of like all these these crazy just, I don't know, whirlwinds of who the hell knows what's going on. Um, yeah, that's the best thing to do, in my opinion. Guys, if you're looking for a better place to understand these markets, and if you enjoy the show in particular, a better way to get more in-depth details within the Academy with our team, whether that's Gonzo, Johnny, Jackie, or some of the other team members you don't see on the screen, we are extremely unique when it comes to what we do within the Academy. And if you're looking for more in-depth details onto a lot of the things we cover here, please go check out the link below and sign up. You get a seven-day free trial in 2023. So go take advantage of that unique opportunity. Johnny Crypto, I wanted to get your opinion on this. We just showed you how Elizabeth Warren has been very, very critical of blockchain and crypto technology, but behind the scenes, she understands that this is inevitable. We're showing another clear example of this as an article from 2018 from Google shows that Google will ban cryptocurrency-related advertising. But what do we have? Just four years later, Johnny Crypto, Google selects Coinbase to make cloud payments with cryptocurrencies and will be used as a custody tool. So if this isn't just a clear example of what doing doing one thing and saying another, I don't know what is. I think it applies to what we showed. What's it mean to you, Johnny? It means the hypocrisy is off the chart. It's so far off the chart. I'm so confused. My head is spinning. You get told one thing, then the other. They do this, they do that, but blah, 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 bing. It's forget about it. You can't, you know, you just have to go back. Abs, at the end of the day, where is it? I always just go back. Let me grab this thing. I always go back to this. See, this keeps me grounded because I know the agenda, right? So no matter what you see, this is where we're going, and there's no way to stop it, and all roads are going to lead to that, okay? So that's where we're headed, and you got that rat snake weasel Warren there. You know, this is her mission to kind of drive us to that area, and she's been given the, uh, she's been given the task, this stupid thing. She's been given the task to do that. And that's her role. And you're going to see her continue to push that narrative to get us into the CBDC world and whatever has to happen to get there. That's going to be her job to get us there. There's no question about it. She'll be leading the charge to do that. You can already see the agenda. So just when you know that and you know the game, it's easy. Now you understand exactly what's happening, right? So um, nothing upsets me, Ab. I just kind of move along the paths of 
as you did say, cryptocurrencies are here to stay. Uh, they are going to get beat up. I think somebody said earlier the battle, you know, hasn't begun or is about to begin. We've yep. been telling you know, there's four stages, right? We told you that. Everybody remember stage one. First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Three, then they fight you. And that's where we are now. And it's going to be a while, Abs. It's going to be a rough, bumpy road. And none of us in this group here or anywhere know where we're going to land, except for probably the people writing the scripts. But at least we have an idea of some of the technologies that can help the world. And I think that's what we're trying to figure out here. How do we make sure we invest in those? March 10th, 2025 is when ISO protocols go into full effect. And many of the projects that we highlight on our channel will have a gradual price rise up until that point. So hopefully what we're doing is making our community aware so we can all profit together. Right, Johnny Crypto? We got 326 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are about to talk about Ripple's lawyer criticizing the White House for their new policy on cryptocurrencies. But before we get into that, I wanted to show our listeners a video of the new rat snake weasel, the highest man on the index, Kevin O'Leary, talking about how a new exchange he's willing to trust. And for anybody who's willing to listen to this, trust me, you may want to do the opposite. Completely transparent. I'm an Irish citizen. I'm a Canadian citizen. I'm an Emirati citizen. I also have all kinds of assets and investments in the US where I'm an investor and I pay tax. I can put these assets anywhere I want. I can choose any jurisdiction I want. I have access to the EU through my Irish passport. Obviously, I can put them in Dubai if I wish. The most advanced regulatory environment right now that I can find, the very first license ever granted worldwide was to BitBuy, that is a broker-dealer attached to a crypto exchange in Canada. In my opinion, that is the safest place on earth assets. Dangerous, dangerous statements made by Kevin O'Leary. And I think it just proves he didn't learn his lesson from the FTX collapse, Jackie. A couple of things that stick out to me here. He mentioned Dubai. Why would you custody your crypto in Canada when there's a 20% tax on profit, when you could custody in Dubai and get 0% tax? I don't know. Maybe that's a question we can ask Kevin O'Leary in the future. But Jackie, I'd like to go to you. What do you think about Kevin O'Leary's statements? And would you ever trust him again after what happened with FTX? No, I don't trust anybody who who tells you to keep all of your money on on centralized exchanges. That and that it goes back again, guys, um, to influencers in the space. Whether they be you know well known names or or big influencers, you really really have to be careful, especially especially when it comes to volatile volatile assets like crypto. Um, do not keep a ton of money on centralized exchanges with all of the history that we've just recently seen. Um, with centralized exchanges kind of going going under, uh, you definitely want to keep those assets in your own hands. Keep you know keep your keys to yourself uh, and don't 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 show a lot of volatility. Uh, don't be volatile in your own in your own finances. You know um, you can have a, a certain number of a certain percentage of your pro portfolio on centralized exchanges, but make sure that you know you are being safe about that. Um, yeah, keep. Keep your keys to you. Gonzo, we always talk about how exchanges are like highways. Get on, purchase your crypto, and get off. You don't park your car on the highway. And I think Kevin O'Leary telling people that they can trust exchanges to custody your crypto, that in and of itself is a very dangerous argument to make. And I love this comment we got here from Dana Mike, just the clown emoji for Kevin O'Leary. But Gonzo, I'd like to get some of your thoughts here. Kevin O'Leary was very, was very much an advocate of FTX. Later on, we found out they paid him $15 million. How much do you believe he's being paid here to promote this Canadian exchange? 
I, I would believe that it's probably similar, if not like he owns a, a piece of it or they offered him shares of ownership, right? It's the same thing playing out all over again. He said the exact same things about FTX that, oh, it's a regulated exchange. His parents are, you know, um, are SEC lawyers or whatever he said about the parents that it was the safest place to put your money, right? And so he's just, it's, it's, he's doing it all over again, right? And, and like we said before, um, exchanges are a necessary evil. Like you said, they're an on-ramp and off-ramp. If you're trading, you use them for trading, right? Uh, I know Johnny and I have talked about this. We have some of our stuff on Kraken because we're staking, right? But we're diversified. I have some of my crypto a little bit on uphold because it's serving a purpose there, right? And so as long as you're diversified and you understand these are not banks, right? They're not banks to where they're FDI insured. And if something goes wrong, you're going to get your crypto back, right? But it's the same thing playing all over again, right? He just moved the story from FTX onto this new exchange in Canada. Thank you, Gonzo. And Johnny, I'd love for you to close us out on this topic. Kevin O'Leary is a man who likes to play with fire. The fact that he went through the FTX collapse and is still coming out now promoting another exchange, couple of things I believe. One, obviously Bybit is paying him money to come out and promote their exchange. I do not see a situation where Kevin O'Leary is promoting anyone without them putting money in his pocket. But number two, he's promoting Canada. The least friendly crypto environment on the planet with some of the highest taxes for capital gains on crypto. That's where Kevin O'Leary wants you to put your money. So Johnny, why don't you just close this out here? Well, he just told you he's Canadian. So maybe that's why he believes in it. <laughs> But actually, he's actually, I don't know what the hell he is. He's got he's got uh, citizenships all over the world. But listen, anybody that believes this rat snake weasel, uh, you know, you deserve to get whatever you get. Don't be stupid. At the end of the day, we all know that exchanges are not safe anywhere. And in fact, there's another exchange. Uh, it's called INX. It was actually the very first uh, approved U.S. Securities, uh, SEC approved, I believe it was SEC approved, um, exchange in, in the U.S. And I, I only know because I own some of it. So INX is out there too, but I still don't recommend any of them. I've got my stuff spread out over four or five different exchanges. So all five would have to go down. You know, I got some stuff on wallets too. You got to just do what works for you and helps you sleep good at night. But one thing we know for sure, you know, <laughs> Kevin's got a proven track record now of rat snake weaseling everybody. So I would be very, very wary of, of anything he says for that matter, because you never know what the incentive is, what he's been, you know, what he's, is he being endorsed? I don't know, you know, whatever it is, but uh, Jackie said it right. You just, you have to have your own keys in your control. And if that's what makes you sleep better at night, that's what you should do. I would stay away from any of these, but anybody tells you anybody until until abs, these exchanges become, you know, protected or have regulation, which establishes the rules and they have to show you or they have to show the government the books, you know, that they have the equal balance of, of, of funds to offset what they're holding until we get there. There's really no safety in this in this situation. Did he say buy bit or bit buy? I said that was he said bit buy. Bit buy. OK. OK. Yeah. I just. Yeah, because Bybit, I believe, is like a leverage exchange a lot of people use in America. So if he was promoting that, that would definitely be a concern. But Johnny Crypto, we've got some interesting news to dive into next revolving around the Ripple lawsuit and specifically the fact that the White House is coming down to crack down on crypto regulations. Crypto law founder John Deaton believes the final and most aggressive push to shut down crypto might be witnessed in the wake of the White House statements on mitigating risks associated with cryptocurrencies. 
He said, we will soon witness the final and most aggressive push to shut down crypto, John Deaton tweeted out earlier this weekend. So the administrative roadmap to mitigate cryptocurrency risk was published on January 27th. The statement reads, we spent over the past year identifying the risks of cryptocurrency and acting to mitigate them using the authorities that the exchange branch has. So this legislative guidance provided the administration and called on Congress to step in with the efforts. For example, they said, Congress should expand regulators' powers to prevent the, minis- the misuse of, of consumer assets and to mitigate conflict of interest. Now, Johnny, I think that plays perfectly into the clip we showed with Elizabeth Warren, not only giving Gary Gensler the answers to the questions, but earlier this week, she actually stated that she believes the SEC should have more control over the cryptocurrency market. Now we have the White House coming in and saying Congress should step in. What do you believe, Johnny? Correct. That's the way it's supposed to work. Congress is supposed to come in here, Abs, and they're supposed to say, what they're supposed to be the ones making our oops they're the ones that are supposed to be making our laws right that's how our government works congress comes in and makes the laws and then the agencies of the judicials and all the other uh areas either judge uh educate on it or junk i can't even say the word they either judge on it or you know whether it's constitutional or not and then we've got agencies that enforce these things you don't want the agencies creating the rules it doesn't work that way because then guess what guess what that means that means you have unelected officials making rules that you, us, the people, did not vote on. You know, you vote on certain people for, you know, and you expect them to do their jobs. And that's what Congress is supposed to do. So it's good that the White House is pushing for Congress to make the laws. That's how it should be done, Abs. I am totally in favor of seeing that happen. What I'm worried about is the people leading the effort to do it. That's the part. Because as we talk about on this show, there's good regulation and there's bad regulation. And who leads it is where where you need to be worried about. So let's first get let's just get Congress operational again. Let's get Congress making the rules. Then let's see who the committee is that makes the rules. And then we can kind of see what's happening there. Then we'll know whether we need to be worried or not. Uh, we know there's a couple bills out there being passed, two different sides, two different trains of thoughts. And you got the Warren bill, you got the Emmer's bill. If you're a crypto enthusiast, you want that Emmer's bill. Absolutely, Johnny Crypto, and I'd love to kick it to Gonzo here. But before we do that, we're going to show you guys the smartest way to track your crypto. Then we're going to go straight to Gonzo. Here we go. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and totals since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Johnny Crypto, it is the smartest way to track your cryptocurrency. And for all of our listeners out there, you did hear that correct. There is a free trial to begin with. As 2023 is going to be the year that the bear market finally closes and the bull market goes into effect, I think it's very important for people to have an exit strategy. So please sign up for the free list down below, 30-day free trial created by our community. 
Johnny Crypto, I'm not sure if you have any quick additional comments. I would just say if you're tired of not knowing what your portfolio is worth because it's spread all over the place and you got to go to this exchange, that exchange, soon you'll be able to have it all in one place. Sign up on the link below. Get on the, get on the wait list to get that free 30-day trial. Have all your coins in one place. And more importantly, start creating an exit plan so you can take advantage of these pumps. And real importantly, you will get some unique sight into other people's exit strategies, but we're going to dive into that in a couple of weeks. Gonzo, I wanted to kick it right back to you as we dive back into this article. The SEC is speaking to expand its authority into the cryptocurrency market, and the SEC has increased its clampdown on cryptocurrency since Gary Gensler stepped in to lead the agency in April of 2021. The SEC is attempting to broaden its claim of authority, as Gary Gensler has repeatedly stated that the agency intends to be the primary regulator of the cryptocurrency market. This is very important because Gary says every cryptocurrency besides Bitcoin could be considered a security under the SEC laws. So broader conversation here, Gonza, but when we talk about the regulation of crypto not having clear rules, that's a primary example. How do you feel about Gary Gensler stating every crypto besides Bitcoin could be considered a security? Um, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's a it's a power grab, right? And I hope that Congress doesn't empower him more or give him more power because he hasn't shown that he's been able to do his job, right? He hasn't protected anyone from FTX. He was meeting with FTX. He hasn't. He didn't protect people from Terra Luna, right? He protected people from Kim Kardashian. I mean, I mean, how lame is that, right? And so, uh, like Johnny said, sorry, I had my audio had cut. But um, it all comes down to what kind of legislation we we're going to get, because we knew we were going to get something right. We knew after the FTX collapse that we were they were going to get um, they were going to get serious and they were going to come after crypto. So it just depends on who's in power and what kind of regulation um, they pass. Um, I think that the Ripple lawsuit, once it resolves, will do a lot to give us some clarity. Right. And that's exactly what we need. Um, and I think it'll do a lot for the market and carrying us over into the next bull run. Jackie, a couple positive remarks within this article for Ripple against the SEC. General Counselor Stuart Alderati anticipates the judge ruling in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit to come in the first half of 2023. He believes that this will be the catalyst needed to push U.S. crypto industry forward and to stop businesses from offshoring a lot of their crypto work. Now, I'd like to throw in one more detail. We got an interesting tweet from Brad Garlinghouse. I'll throw it up on the screen later, talking about how June 30th, 2023, he said this lawsuit will have a resolution by that date. So I'm going to pull that up on the screen, Jackie. But what does it mean to you that Stuart Alderati is bullish on crypto regulation? Yeah, that's one thing to consider. There was actually a comment in the chat earlier um, about, you know, why wouldn't Ripple just take everything overseas and just forget about the U.S.? Um, that's a good that's kind of a good point, a good perspective to take um, because they're fine overseas. Um, they're, they're continuing to build. They're continuing to develop. They're doing fantastic. Um, so just the fact alone that they're staying here in in, um, in I mean, Gonzo even visited one of their newer buildings within, you know, within California. So they're not going anywhere. Um, and I think that is a big hint as to what is coming. Brad Garlinghouse, I didn't know that he retweeted about a sooner date. I remember the last update that I had as far as his um, his idea of when it would be would be in the single digits, I guess, or the single single digit months, which, you know, could have taken us all the way out to September. That'd be awesome um, if we had an, uh, a ruling by June 30th, but we will see. Johnny, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO at Ripple, is talking about how he expects a ruling before June 30th, 2023. So for the sake of this discussion, let's pretend as if Brad Garlinghouse is correct. What are you anticipating before that date? Do you believe we'll see a run-up 
leading into the end of the lawsuit, regardless of the result, what are you anticipating? Yeah, I mean, I've always felt that as we get closer to the real news, like when the insiders know it's going to actually, once the judge makes up her mind, right? Like, you know how they're all talking behind the scenes, right? If you don't think they are, you're retarded. I mean, look at what just happened with the, you know, SEC. By the way, you know, Godzo said Gary doesn't do his job. I thought he did. I thought he read the script well. What are you talking about, Godzo? He read that thing perfectly. I mean, I mean, he's doing great. What are you well, talking he's about? He's been doing it for decades, Johnny. I would hope yeah, so. Yeah, he read that script like a fucking like an actor. He was he right can read. He can read that is spot on. He does his job perfectly. But um, you know, you know, so I've always said abs that I believe, you know, people will know there will be a certain subset of folks who will know what's going on. And you'll start to see the price go up and you won't know why. It'll just be a, a, a silent kind of thing. Now, I've also said, and everybody, you know, hates me for it, but it's okay. You can hate me that I don't think we're going to see a five to $10 pump on this thing. I think, you know, you're going to probably see a dollar, maybe $3 max, you know, somewhere in that zone on the settlement. <laughs> but I really think it's going to be closer in the dollar. And I'm curious, you know, I, I me too. I'm, I'm waiting to see what it's going to actually be. Um, but yeah, I think abs, you'll see a silent run up maybe into the 60, 70, 80 cents range. And everybody wanted them when the news comes out, maybe a dollar, dollar 25, something like that. And then maybe, you know, Hey, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope that some bitch goes to three or five, $10. That'd be fantastic. I hope to God that's the case, but we're not in a bull run. We don't have a ton of liquidity in, in liquid cash sitting around in people's hands. Like we had two years ago in the bull run. And that, is what also, don't forget, that over-exaggerates any good news. It's like a good news on steroids when you're in a, 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 you know, a printing phase of the market when the, when the Fed's spitting out money everywhere. We're not in that kind of environment, so I'm not so sure we're going to get that extra boost that you would normally get on good news like that. Johnny Crypto, one of our commenters said, Johnny Crypto is crushing me today. Where is Johnny Sunshine? I think Johnny's just being real. And one of the things I think is that a $3 right. pump... Guys, a $3 pump for XRP could provide some serious life-changing wealth to a lot of the people in our community. And if you just think about where we are today, from $0.40 cents to $3, it's about a 10x. It's about an 8.5x on your profit. So if you had $10,000, you'd have about $85,000 at that point. So I'd seriously suggest taking profit. And one of the things I would like, not a financial advisor, not financial advice, of course. One of the things I'd like to show our listeners here is XRP's price chart is finally looking bullish, Gonzo. And we talked about this over the weekend because you helped me with some of the trading courses I've been working on. In the wake up line for XRP, it appears that we could have a breakout to $1.20 to $1.50. If we break past those price targets, the next level of resistance would be $5.50 all the way up to $6.00. And 30 cents. And the person who created this chart commented, these targets could be met faster than anyone could comprehend. And as you know, when you look at the price chart for Ripple in the past, look at these green candles. There's no projects in the space that really move like this. This candle right here alone, this was 240%. Sorry, this was 70,000% in 240 days previously in the XRP price chart. So when you talk about how quickly these projects can move, Gonzo, that really catches my attention. Are you anticipating some large price movement? We're getting these. The charts are showing some bullish momentum. The lawsuit appears to almost be over. We have this tweet from Brad Garlinghouse stating, June 30th, 2023, this lawsuit should come to an end. Do you believe we'll have a breakout leading up to that point? Um, yeah, you know, I think everybody's plan is different. So you need to have your own plan. But I take it in ranges, right? 40 cents had been uh, the rejection point. We conquered that. Now it's support. Now the next range up or where we're going to see major resistance is 53. Once we get above 53 cents, I think we can move and continue to move to those upper levels. But like you said, 
Um, XRP is very explosive. It does this mm-hmm. where it just ranges for a very, very long period of time, puts everybody to sleep. And then all of a sudden in a short amount of time, it gets explosive and it absolutely moves. And that's why you have to have a plan. Like if you're going to hold XRP for a super long time, like five, 10 years, and then you just put it away, then you need to worry about it. But if you're looking to like to take profits, um, make sure that you have a plan, right? Make sure that you have an exit plan that you've calculated the numbers and that if we do go to a dollar, if we go to a dollar fifty, three dollars, whatever that is, that that you're pulling profits or you're just taking some chips off the table. Everybody's going to be different, but just know that when XRP moves, it moves and it doesn't stay up there for long periods of times. You could see these candles. We can show you the charts. It goes up and then it's there for a little while and it comes right back down to to, to retest lower levels. Jackie, we got 353 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button, and let this YouTube video get out to as many XRP listeners as possible. We also have a video we're going to show you at the end of the episode talking about how one crypto project we talk about almost every day on our channel was just confirmed to be working with the United States government. But Jackie, before we get into that, I'd like to get some of your thoughts. We're showing the XRP price chart now, and Gonzo brought it up himself. Every time the XRP price chart moves radically, we get a regression. Radical movement, regression. Radical movement, regression. So anybody who's going to be in this project for years to come knows you need to have an exit plan. Sign up for Merlin down below, start your 30-day free trial. But the reason that I'm bringing it up is because if we do get movement in XRP, when will you be considering taking profit? Now, I'm not saying specific price targets, but what are some of the things that you're anticipating to know when it's time to sell this token? Um, I would say, and Gonzo's absolutely right, spot on um, about the movement of XRP. XRP is one of the few cryptos in the space that just like shoots up and then shoots right back down. Um, Very, very volatile movement. And there's something to be said about that as well, just because the market cap of XRP is, you know, is of the top. And so to move that much uh, takes a lot. There's a lot of, of, you know, trading going on in there. There's a lot of, um, you know, big money being moved around. Uh, So if you do see those big spikes, guys, do not stay in that euphoria in that euphoria for a long time. Um, that's just what I can say. I know, uh, that that's a mistake personally that I've made with XRP, um, back in, you know, before, before this case even came about, you know, XRP had some big moves. Uh, a lot of people who are back in, in 2020, you know, they, they thought that thing was going to the moon. And then, you know, we, we have this accumulation phase that we've been sitting in and XRP is one of those coins. Now it seems like it doesn't even move ever. Um, but as you saw from that chart, you know, we go through a long, long accumulation and all of a sudden it shoots off. So I would say just like, uh, an air of caution, if you do see some big volatile movements with XRP, uh, would be a good time to take profits. And Gonzo, one of the things I'm excited about when taking the trading course is the fact that we're going to be able to incorporate it on our show going forward. Hopefully when we get some of these bullish momentum and the bullish pushes, we're going to come on air. We'll draw the Fibonacci's. We'll go through the RSI and the MACD with you guys. And that way we can provide even more value than we're providing now. Well, we got 351 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button, and check out this video of Quant Network CEO Gilbert Verdian talking about the United States government. Creating an internet protocol for money. Coincidentally, I've been thinking about it and I spoke at an event and one of the MIT people spoke at the same event. I just realized he gets it and MIT understand where this is all heading. And I approached him, I said, look, I've got this idea. We need to create a protocol that can allow the seamless move of digital assets between different networks and different gateways. An open digital asset protocol that anyone can implement and use. 
And they agreed. So we've got the U.S. government involved, the Internet Engineering Task Force. The United States government, MIT, and the Internet Engineering Task Force are now working on Quant Network to create an interoperable solution for multiple blockchains. So to put that in English for anybody who's new to the market, what this project is doing is they're taking Ethereum smart contracts, allowing an aggregate, which is Quant Network, to come in. Now Ethereum can communicate with any blockchain and interoperable with any blockchain in existence. So really, really exciting. Johnny, maybe you can talk about how this is similar to when TCP IP launched during the internet and the fact that the United States government, they know what's coming. I want to put it in English for you. Buy quant. They're done. That's a, uh, do we need to talk about anything? No, okay, boy. So guys, not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor, so don't go do that. But I'm doing that. Just so you know, as I love quant. I always have, you know, this, that, that actually, you know, hearing that story makes it even more uh, what's the word for me? Uh, validation that, that, you know, made the right decision, putting that one in my bags. I mean, just hearing, I mean, we know that he had connections anyway, and I know that government works with certain schools. MIT is absolutely one of them that it always works with to, to innovate, right? It provides federal grants and things like that. And there's no question that if you hear the federal government and MIT working together and quant is in the middle of that, it's, it's, it's almost a sure thing that some point in time, it's going to be huge. And yes, the way to think about it is the similar way to TCPIP was back in the early 90s, where it was an enabler to bring all of the um, <clears throat> the email systems and communication systems together so that you, you we could all talk to each other, even if we didn't have the same type of email or browser or network or computer, right? You need that. And that's where blockchain is today. All these things are built in silos and one chain doesn't work to another chain. But what becomes powerful when you can marry the chains together, now you get the best of all the different worlds. Each chain does something good, and but it's lacking a lot of other things. Well, bringing them all together or, or when they can communicate to each other, now they can all be used together holistically as one unit. And we all know that, you know, when you, one plus one equals three, right? And that's really what you're going to get here. That's why I love quant. Johnny, I'd like to give you a shout out here for anybody in our community who found out about Quant Networks. Thanks to us. You can thank our man, Johnny Crypto. And Johnny, I want to thank you for showing me Quant in early of 2022. I was actually able to purchase Quant in that $40 range. So thank you very much, my friend. I'll add it to my bonus. But Gonzo, I wanted to check with you on the Quant price chart. We know this is one of the most optimistic pro uh, projects when it comes to partnerships and working with governments and central banks around the world. But the price chart in particular this is one of the most optimistic in the market. During a bear market, we watched Quant Networks go all the way from about $55 to $225 in just a three-month time frame. Now we've regressed and we're getting some bullish momentum again. What are you anticipating? And do you believe that Quant has a mind of its own? Or is this project just going to move with the rest of the market? I think it kind of moves with the rest of the market, but uh, it didn't correct as much as uh, the other um, the other assets, right? And I think it's because it has an actual use case, right? And because of the total supply and everything like that. And to be honest with you, like, so I have different strategies for different assets. And Billy really has convinced me when it comes to quant that it's one of these things that uh, I'm, I think I'm just going to start buying and just take into the future, right? Kind of like some people, we've talked about this, where they, how they treat Bitcoin, where they buy Bitcoin and never sell. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's always a great time to buy quant because there's going to be a price point where I probably won't be DCAing, but um, because I don't have a lot of quant, I probably will be dollar cost averaging um, into quant, but like with a long-term time horizon, not really paying attention to the short 
uh, price action. Johnny, a big topic going around on crypto Twitter this week is the fact that the United States debt clock is either having a glitch or a global reset. Dollars to oil ratio, as well as dollars to silver and dollars to gold, they're all showing zero dollars per ounce. Now, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going out about this, but the thing I'd like to focus on is why would this be the case? We know that crypto, sorry, we know that gold, silver, and oil are not trading at zero dollars. So why is the United States debt clock showing this error? And why do you believe they haven't addressed it? It's been this way for nearly a week. Yeah, that that's a great question. I mean, I don't have an answer. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody. Um, I know why. I don't know. I know that in the past the debt clock has been turned off and you don't get to see the 31 trillion there and how quick it's going up. So I've seen I've seen that uh, in the past. Um, obviously, everything's back up and running again. Why those are missing? I don't know. I mean, we all know the cost of, uh, of, of a barrel oil. We know gold is around 1900. We know silver is something else. I mean, may, may, maybe they're about ready to explode. <laughs> I mean, you know, we know that gold and silver have been manipulated down for the longest time. Maybe they're about ready to, to, to go up dramatically. And I, I don't know. People don't want to see it. I don't know. It makes, makes no sense. It's kind of irrelevant because people know what the price of gold is. Anybody who's paying attention um, in, in the gold world anyway or silver world. So I don't really think it's that significant, Abs. But it is interesting to, to see why it's missing on those three items, those three key resources, which literally are as close to real money as you're ever going to in fact they're all all three right gold oil's like black gold they call it but yeah those those are the three main resources that drive the world right and i like this comment here it said the m2 money supply is going backwards and for anybody who didn't know in march of 2020 the federal reserve said they do not have to report m2 money supply and if you're wondering what is m2 money supply that means money currently circulating in the economy today so money that's already been printed leverage debt things of that nature that's what the Federal Reserve said it's not important to know anymore. But Jackie, I wanted to go to you first on this next article because this is some positive news for our XRP holders. Swiss Gold is now accepting payments for gold and silver purchases in the cryptocurrency XRP. This is a little over a year old, but it's something to look into if you plan on cashing out a certain amount of your XRP when it reaches your price target. So could be interesting. You don't necessarily have to sell into US dollars here, Jackie. You can take some profit with gold. How do you feel about Swiss accepting XRP at, for gold and silver payments. That's very interesting. Um, I never, yeah, I've never heard of Swiss gold, but I think that that's interesting. I um, I don't have much to comment there. That's the first time that I've ever seen uh, that. But I mean, I will say gold and silver, great commodity, or yeah, great commodities to have, great assets to have, um, especially during volatility. And so uh, if that's something that you're interested in, I did want to comment though on, what you had said abs about uh march of 2020 yeah um, that was also the time that uh banks were no longer uh no longer like they did not need to have any reserve of, of cash on hand so that it was originally 10 percent, and then it was all then it was brought down to zero percent so kind of kind of some crazy things uh that went on obviously uh with behind the scenes of covid so Definitely, definitely some some kind of things that make you go, hmm. And here's another thing that might catch your attention, Jackie. This is an interview with the founder of Chainlink and Lex Friedman. Anybody who doesn't know Lex Friedman, he went to MIT. He graduated, very familiar with jujitsu, friends with Joe Rogan, very, very prominent, interviews some of the smartest people on the planet. And here we have an interview with the co-founder of Chainlink stating he might be Satoshi Nakamoto, or we can talk about it. Here we go. Let me ask you this question. Who is Satoshi Nakamoto? There's quite a few people who suggest that person is you. So 
Is it you? No. Who do you think it could be? I don't know who it is. I, I think. So, Johnny, one of the things that's important to know is this man's initials. I'm going to pull it up and put it on the screen. So he Morris coded SN for Satoshi Nakamoto. His initials are also S and N. And for anybody who's having trouble with the audio, I am going to work on that this week. We're getting some new audio protocols, so the videos will sound better. But, Johnny, I wanted to get your thoughts. How do you feel about the Morris code SN when he asks him who's Satoshi Nakamoto? You know, I mean, it's all fascinating, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where there's so many scripts going out there. Who knows? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, here's the deal. I say this all the time. We're never going to know who it really is. It was probably a combination of, you know, when you look at the, the code and how it's done, it might have been a combination of multiple folks at the end of the day. I'm not, I don't care. I don't even care. I don't even care about wasting time on figuring it out. It doesn't matter to me. The crypto market is set in motion now. Bitcoin isn't the one that I'm really focused on anyway. It's all the underlying blockchain technologies that are going to solve real world problems that I care about. So to me personally, personally, I don't give a rat's ass. But if anybody else wants to figure out who he is, feel free to go ahead and discuss. I don't really care. It's meaningless to me at this point. Um, so do you have any quick comments on this chain link news? I've got another video prepared yeah. for our listeners to close out this episode talking about how the new Ripple president is one of the most prominent players in the entire crypto industry. That's how we'll close it out for today. But what do you think about this chain link news and the fact that Lex Friedman is asking the important questions or not? There it is, Abs. I, I'm, yeah. I'm Satoshi Nakamoto. See, true. <laughs> you figured yeah. it out. You know, I, I think Satoshi uh, is, a, is a group of people, right? And I think what's really interesting with the Bitcoin narrative is the wallet, right? The original wallet. Like, if that actually, like, spun up and, and started getting activated, what would that do to the Bitcoin price, right? Would people actually start getting nervous? Because if you think about it, it's worth billions, right? And so if it activates, then now they can sell it. Right. And so I just I always wonder, like, what that would do to the price if it would actually crash the price, because people would be concerned that now that the wallet is active. But, um, yeah, I'm more interested, not like whether he's Satoshi Nakamoto. I'm more interested in Link. Right. And the product that he's creating with Link and all the partnerships and what Link's doing, because we've been talking about Link um, since last year. So definitely more interested in length than whether uh, he's Satoshi Nakamoto. But I mean, it was kind of a cool thing that he was doing with his finger. Who knows if he even did it on purpose, right? It's the Matrix. Maybe the Matrix did it. Another day in the Matrix, my friends. And I wanted to read this detail here. The Federal Reserve is actually readying its FedNow payment system for launch next year. This article is from 2022. A move that supporters say will make a near instant payments widely available. Well, what do we have for our listeners today? We've got a great update talking about how Ripple is currently working with Visa for on-demand liquidity payments. Now, there's a couple of things I wanted to cover at the end of this episode. Ripple has also appointed a new president, general manager, Monica Long. So Monica Long is very, very important for the crypto industry. And Jackie, I'd love to go to you first. Her team actually is responsible for launching on-demand liquidity at Ripple back in 2018. Today, on-demand liquidity is available in nearly 40 markets around the world. And approximately 60% of payments over RippleNet went through ODL. Now, in other words, over half of the payments are now using XRP for cross-border transactions. That would be $30 billion worth of volume and 20 million transactions in just the last 12 months alone. So really quickly, do you have any comments? Only 15 seconds here, Jackie. So do you have any comments on Monica Long? Um, no, but I do want to say just buy XRP. No. <laughs> um, guys, I like that, Jackie. 
Real quick, just an announcement. Um, we have a snapshot for X Royalty on February 1st. So along with XRP, X Royalty is um, on the XRPL. So if you guys are in that project or if you are interested about it, there is links down below. This is the official NFT of the 3T Warrior Academy. Um, we are taking our first snapshot for utility on February 1st. So please be ready, be prepared for that. Um, last thing, this this project will be one of the, I'm so sorry Abs. This project will be one of the first to execute on utility, uh, probably quicker than any NFT project in the space. So I'll stop there. Thank you guys. Love you. See you in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors rise. Get shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go. <laughs>